Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of DC Action Hour. Bam, bow, bam, wow. bam. All right, hey everybody, <laughs> thank you so much for joining us. Uh, it gets dirt here every time we do it. All right, uh, my name is Jeff from Super Geeked Up. Uh, this is DC Action Hour where we talk all the cool superhero shows on the CW network. So Flash, Arrow, Supergirl, and Legends of Tomorrow, but it's over for the season, so we won't be talking about that today. But all the other three shows are coming to their season finales. Uh, two more to go after the ones that just aired that we'll be talking about this week. Uh, joining me as always, my co-host, Mark Spile. Hello. All right. Hello, sir. And uh, returning for the second time as a special guest uh, is Aaron Garcia. Hello. Hey. Hello. <laughs> Thank you for coming back. Yeah, no, I really enjoyed it. I'm glad you had me back. Awesome. Good. Most people tell us, tell us they hate, hate being on. So uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'll say that afterwards. <laughs> right, right. Off the air. You'll tell us. <laughs> yeah. All right, so um, hopefully if some of you are watching live, as always, we really appreciate that. There's a live chat going on next to the YouTube video. Uh, you can also tweet us at Super Geeked Up. Uh, we'll share some of your comments. We always love hearing from you uh, as we do the show. Uh, we'd like to kick things off before we get into each individual show. We'd like to kick things off with the Super Tweet, which is a fun question we theme to either what's kind of what's going on in the world or oh, that, like, that, that, that's not like we make it political. We don't do that at all. <laughs> I mean, usually what's going on in the episodes, or in this case, Mother's Day. That's what I meant by that. Like, uh, so Mars came up with a Mother's Day themed question, which basically is, um, who is your favorite mo- fictional mom character? So a character who's a mom, uh, it does not just have to be from the DC universe. We kind of open this up to any fictional character you would so desire. We've already gotten some cool answers on Facebook and Twitter, actually that I will share. Uh, but let's start, let's go over there and I, I'm going to go check the live chat. But Aaron, who is your, uh, you said one person yeah, in your mind right away, right? Because honestly, when you think about it, you're like, well, I never really thought about which characters are moms. You just don't think of, I don't know, for me, I don't think about it. And But the only one that popped in my head was um, Elastigirl from The Incredibles. Oh, wow. That's interesting. That. That's yeah. <laughs> and it was mainly because like she is a mom, you know, that she's like, has a teenage daughter, you know, a a kid in elementary school who seems to be a little bit, you know, wild and crazy, and then a toddler, and then she's fighting crime too. So that's what popped in my head the first when you mentioned it. (laughs) Nice. Uh, So on Twitter, also actually on Facebook, uh, Carrie Johnson said, Martha Kent, more specifically, Smallville's Mama Kent, Annette O'Toole is a national treasure. (laughs) <laughs> Excellent answer, sir. Uh, you just yeah. said you just said Martha. You got two moms. One, see. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> you're doing your Batman heavy super. <laughs> you love man. That is your favorite part of that movie. <laughs> uh, that well, hey, that's all you have to say to end all conflict. <laughs> well, I actually kind of like that moment actually in the movie. I know other people like Marks. Did not enjoy as much. <laughs> um, uh, Ian Cullen from Sci-Fi Pulse just messaged me something about he's going to watch soon. He's finishing a round of golf. I don't know. <laughs> so, uh, so sure, Ian, we can watch on the golf course, I guess. All right. Uh, anyway, Marks, I got some more answers I'm going to share. But Marks, who is your favorite fictional mom? 
Um, so that was kind of hard, but I uh, tried to keep it DC if I could, and I went with Kate Spencer Manhunter. She's a federal prosecutor, single mom who uh, turns into a vigilante after some criminals get out. I don't know if you know her or not. She's called Manhunter? Yep, she's one of the Manhunters, like the third or fourth oh, or whatever. Group? Wait, see, this always confused me. First off, we have Martian Manhunter, obviously, John Johns, but... There's a whole group I remember from the animated series called, I thought, the Manhunters that had to do with the uh, the Lantern Corps. The, yeah, they were like before the Green Lanterns, right? Is that, does she have to do with yeah, them? Yeah. Uh, sort of. So there's a superhero vigilante named Manhunter. Um, there was an old one, like Golden Age one. Then there was a newer one who is, they tied somewhat to the, to the Manhunter somehow, like the technology has. We didn't know it, whatever. And uh, Kate Spencer's like one or two after him. And she just, basically her deal is just that she goes, federal prosecutor gets upset, supervillains getting loose because of nuances or something or loopholes. She um, gets, breaks into the, like uh, the weapons locker room thing, like where the, where the prisoner equipment gets kept, like from the supervillains and hodgepodge some, some of that equipment together and becomes the new Manhunter. So... <laughs> And starts starts taking them on. It was a it was a good comic book run. And I remember it being like you know, interesting her trying to juggle being a prosecutor and also a mom. So she she did not get treated well in the Arrowverse, unfortunately. She was Kate Spencer was the, the DA uh, for Mayor Brother Blood, and she's the one that got her neck snapped by uh, oh, wow. <laughs> by Slade or Slade's goons or whatever. So. <laughs> They, they, oh. This show does not like Manhunter. Like they've used a lot of the Manhunter characters, and they've like the the dude from the one episode back whenever an Arrow, whenever there was a rogue Argus agent, and they had and they um, I forgot what he was doing exactly, but um, he was the first Manhunter guy. So they don't like Manhunter. <laughs> that Manhunter wasn't he also like in a Batman like or in a series with Batman for a little bit, and then. They killed them off in the comic books. Because now I'm starting to think it's a different one than the Green Lantern. Because uh, those were like kind of like the Guardian. Yeah, or the, totally you know, guys, right? Yeah, yeah. This one, I think there was a character called the uh, Guardian or something like that, I think, who was from the 70s or late 60s. And I think they killed them off. So it makes sense of like maybe she became the new one eventually. But I'm not sure. I'll have to look it up. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's complicated. There's an entire race of android manhunters. That's when you're thinking of the Guardians. Right, that has nothing to do with Kate Spencer, right? Yeah, and then there was a Golden Age manhunter from the 1940s, Paul Kirk. Then there was a manhunter in the 1970s, I think. And um, that's the one I think I'm thinking of. Oh, so the one I was thinking of, Mark Shaw, was the one that they had. Is a rogue Argus agent. He was, he he has a costume and stuff that looks very similar to the Manhunters androids. I I think it's just like they retcon it and they're like, hey, and they did a big crossover. The Millennium was a big comic book crossover, and that's mm-hmm. where they brought in the Manhunters and stuff. Anyway, yeah. we've diverged okay. quite a bit off yeah, topic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so one last yeah, I want to figure though. that out. <laughs> in, in the in the TV show Arrow, did Kate Spencer become Manhunter, or was she just a DA? She was his DA. She got her neck snapped. Do you remember the DA uh, got killed? I thought maybe she was a manhunter too. I don't know if we saw her ever be that or not. 
No, I was disappointed by that. I suspect they didn't do it because they knew that Laura Lance was going to go that route. Uh, She's basically very similar origin. So, yeah. (laughs) But Manhunter is cool. (laughs) Uh, In the live chat, we got Victor Snyder, Sci-Fi Pulse, Carrie Johnson. Thank you, gentlemen, for watching. Uh, Victor Snyder says, that's a hard question to answer. Morgan Le Fay from King Arthur Story. Oh, very interesting. Wow. Interesting, Uh, Mom. So uh, Kerry's already uh, had shared his answer. He has, actually has a good counter question we're going to get to in a minute, but let me share some other things that came in through our Facebook page, which is super geeked up live. Uh, Don Loria said, Molly Weasley, bless her, she had seven kids. And then Sarah Moore replied, not my daughter, you bitch, which is one of Molly's lines <laughs> in Harry Potter. <laughs> Carlos Ramirez says, Sarah Connor. I'm going to get to that in a minute. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Sally McGarvey says, Bulma from Dragon Ball Z. That's all on Facebook. Thanks, guys, for those answers. Uh, my, uh, actually, my answer was Sarah Connor as well. Uh, because I've, Terminator is one of my favorite. Terminator, the first Terminator is actually probably one of my, is like one of my third favorite movie of all time. TT2 is an amazing movie. Um, and she obviously, like, particularly in T2, I mean, she's so fucking kick ass. It's ridiculous, right? <laughs> uh, but in both cases, you know what? She's all, it's all about, I mean, she's very much about protecting her son, right? And making sure her son lives and survives. So I think she's a pretty good mom in terms of, you know, looking out for her son. And she's also trying to save the whole world. That's pretty awesome. She's a good mom in her own way. <laughs> she does it by her own rules. Yeah. Well, first off, look, it's not her fault she got thrown in the insane asylum. She's telling the truth. They just think she's not. She's not actually nuts. Yeah. Um, you know what I should have said, though, as a shameless plug, I should have said my own character from Super. That's what Up. I thought you were going to do. I thought, of it, I thought of it as we were doing the show. Like, so Darkstar, who's a supervillain. Again, this is a shameless plug. Okay. A supervillain who gets pregnant by a superhero nemesis. That's a series that he called Super Knocked Up. You can see it on our supergeekedup.com or this YouTube channel. Um, that may be, may be actually is my favorite mom because I created her. <laughs> um, happy Mother's Day to her. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> happy, happy Mother's Day. Actually, Happy Mother's Day to all the fictional moms, but also to all the real moms out there, uh, our own moms, and also all the, all the geeky moms out there who love this kind of geeky stuff. And particularly if you're passing on your geeky knowledge to your kids, that's awesome. Uh, or you take your kids to Comic-Cons. That's great. Uh, what do we got here? Uh, oh, Adil Habib in the chat says, six stream, ma'am. I'm streaming my Flash and Arrow theories as well. Oh, that's awesome. Cool. Uh, he says, who do you think will die? Oh, all right, well, we'll get to that maybe. I don't know, probably everybody. <laughs> Just kidding. That's a good question actually to address me. We'll get that later on. Uh, anyway, but uh, Carrie Johnson has said his counter question was, who is the worst superhero villain mom? His vote is Rhea from Supergirl or honorable mention to Moira Queen. What do you guys think? Any worse choices for uh yeah, Terry Hatcher's mom, the her character is pretty bad. I mean, killed the dad, you know. Yeah, but that, but but he like you know betrayed the family, the the name. That to me, that's you know, come on. Are you, are you being sarcastic now? <laughs> I'm rooting for her in the series. Are you really? I'm rooting for. Her. Oh God, yeah. that was I know she's gonna get beat. I love Kevin Sorbo. I, oh no, I like him, but I kind of was like, ah, you know, good for her. She's getting to be this really bad villain, you know. But it's not. 
you know, it's not one of those, I'm here for the one episode and then I'm gone. You know, I, I kind of like that. She's getting to play a good, a good villain. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know. It's interesting. I actually don't think Moira was really okay. I know she's bad, I guess, but I don't know. I like, I definitely believe she very much loved her kids, you know, Oliver and Thea. Thea. Oh yeah. She made some bad choices. <laughs> of course, what character doesn't in that show, right? <laughs> She's better than Lena Luther's mom. Oh, that's so, a good choice. Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Lillian, Lillian Luther, right? Yeah. Yeah, she's bad. <laughs> we're going to get to see next week, it looks like, from the uh, previous things. Her and Cadmus are coming back, it seems like. Oh, I guess that's actually a great segue into uh, Supergirl. That's what we're going to talk about first, right? Yeah. All right, guys. So, yeah, we're going to start talking about the episodes that just aired this past week. We'd love to hear what you think in the chat. We're going to start with Supergirl. We'll do a little bit of quick news, do the flash, and then finish it up with Arrow. Uh, so, Supergirl, this episode is the 20th episode of season two. It is called The City of Lost Children, written by Gabriel Lanis and Anna Muskie Goldwyn, directed by Ben Hernandez Bray. Uh, help me out here, guys. If I'm, as usual, I'm doing this off the cuff. <laughs> Summary, if I, if I forget anything important. Um, so basically, there's kind of two main storylines going on. I'm actually not even sure which one I would call the A and B plot, to be honest with you. Uh, I, get, I guess maybe the A plot is more uh, Jimmy, right, or James, and uh, when the kid. So anyway, there's this telekinetic uh, alien who kind of goes off the rails, and she's kind of going crazy with her powers, and uh, they wind up finding her son, who has the same kind of powers, and for some, and he has a connection to James, um, who, by the way, as Guardian, is feeling that he's not really making a difference because people, people he helps, are kind of afraid of him and his like armor and mask and stuff. So he doesn't feel like like he thinks Kara is Supergirl is like kind of a you know a symbol of hope, and he doesn't really get to do that. So he's kind of questioning his vigilante ways and if it's making a difference. So anyway, but this kid comes along, he doesn't basically speak to anybody, but James kind of has a connection with him, and. So he kind of takes the kid under his wing, tries to get him to open up, and I hope that they can find his mother. Um, and he takes him to the Daily Planet, um, where, oh, that's right, there's some, like, kind of fast food, right? Because he's never had, I don't know, there's some kind of burger before or something. Um, <laughs> now, they don't have Big Belly Burger here, do they, though? That's only on Flash they talk about that, right? It's yeah, only, like, know. a Central City thing, I guess. Oh. <laughs> or maybe it's an Arrow, too, I don't know. Um, I always like it when HR talks about <laughs> Big Belly Burger. <laughs> I feel like Arrow's mentioned it before. I think might because sure. that's the same Earth, right? So that would obviously make sense. Anyway, um, what's causing the, these telekinetic people to go kind of uh, crazy is that uh, Lena Luther and Rhea, who is her new partner, Lena doesn't know she's kind of uh, up to no good. And they're building this, I don't know what the fuck you're going to call it. I mean, it's a gateway, basically. I don't know what it's supposed to be though. What what is it it's actually a supposed to be? Basically, that's what it is. But yeah, what does Lena think it is supposed to be used for to get to harness resources for Earth or something. I think unlimited energy, something like that. Okay, yeah, yeah. All right. So like, Lena, Lena's motives are good. You know, she thinks she's gonna help obviously the the planet better. Uh, Ray has other plans, uh, as we find out later. No surprise. Uh, what the fuck is? Oh my god, I'm blanky. Who, who's Manel. Manel actually thinks he spots Ray at one point walking down the city, but he's like, oh, I must just be imagining things more or less. That can't be her. And uh, so, oh, and they finally, so they find out that Ray is behind it because Kara 
calls Lena and Ray answers the phone and basically just tells her like, haha, I'm kind of behind all this. And uh, I'm going to kind of, you know, get you back for taking my son away from me. And uh, so the uh, James is uh, trying to help. I don't even know what the hell happens after this, guys. I know he's he's going to, they find the mom. There's a whole group of telekinetic people. They find they're all in hiding, basically in this kind of warehouse type area. Um, but this device is going off because Raya turns it up to kind of like full max. So all these telekinetics are about to, you know, let loose these powers. Uh, but James is able to make a connection to the kid uh, and get the kid to come down. And that makes all the other ones come down. So he kind of saves the day there. And... Uh, that uh, Rhea basically has all the, every pretty much Daxonite sh person that is still in existence, I would say, comes through the Stargate. Uh, there, it seems like there's, I don't know, hundreds or thousands of ships that come through. Um, and basically, so it kind of ends with like, you know, there's going to be this Daxonite invasion that they have to deal with. I think I, that pretty much covers most, right? The main stuff? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. All right, so that's basically what happened. Let's get into what we thought about it. And of course, I'll share some chats here. Uh, all right, so let's see. What did you guys, uh, I mean, what did you guys think just overall? What, I guess maybe let's start with the, the James and the kid storyline. I like that there's actually a storyline that focused more on James. That was cool, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, that was nice to see him and, and kind of and have a connection with the kid. Uh, I thought that worked pretty well. I thought it was a little. I want to say I don't know. I don't know if I want to say overwritten or hitting on the head a little bit too much, particularly at the end. Kind of just I don't. Know, I almost felt like they just kind of kept going too much about like him talking to the kid and just I don't know. Like I thought maybe sometimes it wasn't quite as subtle as maybe I thought it could have been. Like I got the idea like real early on what they were trying to do, you know. And <laughs> I think it worked though for the most part, to be honest with you. I think it worked fine. But what did you guys think of that? Yeah, I was I was happy that they like kind of gave him because I feel like out of all the characters out of Supergirl this season, he's kind of been the I don't know the lost one. Like I feel like he's gotten a bad rap this season. You know, just not much with his character. Even the Guardian tends to get his butt kicked a lot. You know, it feels like when he fights like the really tough uh, villains, and uh, it was kind of nice to see him have his own um, kind of storyline to where it was a little bit of a progression for him. But I kind of felt a little bit too, like, maybe, I don't know, maybe it was like, it's getting so close to the end of the season that I wish this had happened earlier to kind of give him a little bit more. And I still don't know, like, is he still going to be the Guardian? Or is he going to be like, well, I'm going to be a little bit nicer in that and still be who I am and stuff. I just don't know what they want to do with that character. I just feel like he's lost. He just needs to paint it yellow like the comic book. Yeah, <laughs> <Don't> be scary. <laughs> yeah, is hang on in the comic book is James Olsen, Jimmy Olsen Guardian? No, no, no right? Okay, yeah. Who is Guardian? Think, Just somebody other? Totally... It's I think even the Guardian is like it wasn't he set like like a forties nineteen forties superhero? Like he's not yeah. a modern day. This is like. Manhunter, it's a, it's a complicated. We only went through Manhunter. I guess we don't need to go through all that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me share some chat things. Sci-Fi Pulse in the chat says, I prefer him as James Olsen as opposed to Guardian of Honest. Uh, Victor Snyder had said, are they just looking for some pizza? I think the James plot was a bit overdone. Uh, Carrie Johnson says, the device was supposed to revolutionize transportation, get Earth off fossil fuels, I guess, about the portal thing they were building. Uh -huh. All right. 
Yeah. So just so you know, there's been like three guardians or so, and his his old costume was like blue yellow. Yeah, that's the one I was familiar with. Yeah. I might even have that first issue or his first appearance. That's yeah, why I, I re- remember him. I remember one of the newer versions. I don't know if it's a change of his origin or not. That they tied him to Cadmus quite a bit. When Cadmus was a secret government thing. So. Do you guys? Uh, so Sci-Fi Pulse brings up about he prefers him as you know James to Guardian. What What do you guys feel? I'll be, again at the beginning of the season. I actually didn't really like the whole Guardian thing again because I just felt why do they need to make every fucking character a superhero? You know, so, some people can just be themselves. <laughs> um, but I mean, I'm okay with it. Like him being Guardian. I'll be honest with you. I don't really need him to be Guardian at all. Yeah. Um, I mean, when's going to become Toy Boy? Because <laughs> <laughs> no, his father's Toy Man. Oh. <laughs> That's terrible. Though. Like, yeah, my Toy Boy. Oh boy. <laughs> so bad. Yeah. No. It just. I don't know. It just feels like they don't know what to do with him. It felt like last season they thought, oh, he's going to be uh, Kara's love interest, and then that didn't pan out. And then this season, it, honestly, it just felt like they focused on all these other characters, and he's kind of the oh yeah yeah we gotta we gotta do something for him, and I feel like there's no real point to him right now. I just feel why doesn't he just go to back to Metropolis, you know? Yeah. And, and it, it, there's no real uh, even with you know because even when he took over with the uh, the television Cat station, Cat. people were like yeah people wanted Cat to come back, you know? And it just I don't know he just doesn't fit in. I don't know if they're forcing him or I like him, but I just don't know. You know, he's just not working anywhere. I feel like he's lost. I kind of like him, actually, to be honest. Just kind of go back to the roots of the character and be a photographer, and almost mm-hmm. like maybe just do some investigative journalism. Maybe he, unc- by photography, he gets into some, you know, uncovers some, almost like a snapper car would do. Kind of maybe like you know, like some hard hitting type undercover work, or you know, exposing villains or Cadmus or something like that. Like I don't know. Like I feel that could be. And maybe that's just because that's how I always think of, you know, that, that character as the photographer. Yeah. And that got brought up in the show. He talked about the cameras and his father and stuff. That was nice. Yeah, I felt like it was it was a good episode. At least he was able to, for him. But overall, I just, yeah, I don't know. I feel like for that show, the last few, I'm just kind of, I'm waning. You know, I'm just kind of, okay. It, maybe it's, you know, and I think that's happened with the people that love season two or sticking with it and the people that love season one are starting to kind of, eh. Yeah. It was an abrupt change from season one. Yeah. Especially for Jimmy, just in general. They just, I don't know if it was a whole new staff of writers or what, but it, it was, it was just like, they're like, forget what, forget this. We're starting over. <laughs> yeah. And I think it just, it kind of, I feel like it's kind of alienated people who liked it last season. And maybe the people from you know season, people who didn't like last season are starting to like this season. But I'm not hearing anybody really going, "Wow, this is you know that they're loving it." Even I just feel like it's everybody's in the middle, you know. And uh, it's a shame because I really I want the show to be good. I want it to, but yeah, the writers this season, I, I've just not. I like the new elements they brought in with Superman and some of the you know the the villains and stuff, but. Overall, you know, and the other character I was going to talk about the the character I'm starting to feel bad for, or I don't know, she just is uh, uh, Lena Luthor is just I feel like she's like the goat of you know each time she's so trusting and she gets screwed over. <laughs> it's like I'm starting to feel bad for, her. or does she deserve what she gets? 
No, I like Lena, but that's why I like gonna, her. It just that's why she's gonna go dark, man. She's because she's gonna be like, I can't be trusting she's people been too anymore. Trusting with yeah. it, but it's the villains doing it to her. It's not Supergirl. No, but Supergirl is lying to her. Oh, right. I mean, I was well, about about being Supergirl. Yeah, yeah, but oh. well, that's that's like in Smallville. That's what you know. That's big. It was a big reason with Lax that you know Clark was that wasn't honest with him about all that stuff. So. But would that make you get so angry that you would turn into a villain? No, I, but think I think the other stuff... definitely pointing her that way. I don't think it's going to be Kara so much. I mean, that might be they use as a tipping point or part of it if she finds that out. But I think it's just you know the stuff with her mother and the life, and and I think they're going to send her down that route. Uh, I think there needs to be something more to make her oh, do yeah. that. Because no, right now she... up over next season, to be honest with you. Okay, yeah, because right now she just feels like the the you know the person. That... Holding the the money bags, like she's just not sure what you know. Oh, what I'm the one who's you know like, oh you know. So I felt bad for her this episode. <laughs> you know, she just didn't uh, you know. But uh, we'll have to see if it makes her the stark villain. I'm curious how they're going to approach it. Uh, let me share some stuff in the chat. Uh, Victor says like the show is getting too many major characters. That's what he feels. Sci-Fi Paul says, I'm surprised Supergirl even got renewed. The ratings are in the toilet, especially when compared to the other shows. Carrie Johnson says, when Lena got knocked out, I was just thinking of that, Carrie. I got those Smallville, everyone gets knocked out vibes. It's funny. <laughs> and then Victor says, like Lex from Smallville, everyone is always painting her in a bad way. Mm. Yep. I, yep. I didn't think it was going to fight. Like, of course, I was like, yeah, of course Lena gets knocked out because she doesn't, she can't, can't see something that's happening right now. <laughs> Although, what was at the end? It was oh, Yeah, Kara and Manal were both there at the end, right? In the lab area? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I like the... Oh, I, I like the reference to Batman. That was funny. Wait, there's a reference to Batman? Yeah. What was In the it? beginning. Whenever um, Jimmy's t- talking to uh, Wynn, saying, like, you know, he looked at me in fear and stuff. It's like Batman's friend. And he's like, oh, you mean the one? Yeah. Well, I don't know. <laughs> oh, Are they no, like friends? No. They're like frenemies. He says, like, Clark's friend. Or Clark's friend, yeah, sorry. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah I missed that one. He missed him at Batman. Oh, it makes total sense. <laughs> I was like, who is he talking to? <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's good. I like that then. Yeah. And then we, uh, I don't know if they'd ever, if uh, if they ever said Martian Manhunter, like actually said Martian Manhunter before, but, you know, that story about him becoming a cop and stuff and he became the Martian Manhunter, that was a nice little extra throwing line i thought um one thing i did not like was the was that gate because uh is it just me or like the the math not make sense like the ships come through they're like they're like four across or something you know there wasn't just like one at a time coming through and you see them like they're coming out of that gate and then you see them like hovering over a city and they look huge and it's just like how huge was this freaking gate if, they, if these ships were Coming out of that gate, like four at yeah. a time or more. <laughs> Coming through the gate, they didn't look. They look kind of smaller, smallish. Actually, you're right. <laughs> yeah, I know they look like they could have been smaller ships. And then when they're over the city, they're like, oh, hey. you're not, you're not understanding the science. It shrinks them when they go through, <laughs> and then they get bigger. <laughs> oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, you gotta think. <laughs> uses, it uses atom technology in the atom suit. Exactly. <laughs> You're like, how could they not find this giant? It's like it's a monument gate out in the open, like a few miles away from National City. <laughs> that, that's another thing. It, was, it seems like it was quite close to the city, right? It wasn't that far away. 
Yeah, it did seem like that. Yeah. And the thing, and the thing is huge. Yeah, exactly. It's like how, how, right? Exactly. I was like, why is it so difficult for them to figure out what's going on? <laughs> we just thought they were filming Stargate there. <laughs> like, oh yes, a new Stargate series. All right. <laughs> Been waiting for that. Uh, Sci-Fi Paul says it's smaller on the inside. Okay, nice Doctor Who. Prince. <laughs> um, all right, uh, Victor says they did build that gate really fast. Yeah, I'm not sure what the timeline is supposed to be in between episodes, really, to be honest with you. So I guess, you know, I'll give them that. What did, uh, yeah, I don't know. So, I mean, I guess the whole, what do you think about the whole Rhea and Lena thing? Like, did that did that work for you guys that, like, Lena would be going along with Rhea and trust her to kind of? I, I don't know. I mean, to me, it kind of felt, maybe I was kind of like, oh, you know, come on, you know, something's up. And then when she found out, that, well, I know you're an alien. And then she still was trusting you know, to some extent, even if you're saying, oh, she might be going turning, all this stuff is going to make her turn bad. It's her own fault because she did find out, oh, you know, that I know you're an alien. There's nobody else she could blame but herself, you know. So it, it, maybe to some extent it was a little the route they went with it, you know. I don't know if it was believable. Yeah, she, when we first saw Lena, she didn't trust aliens a whole lot. I mean, she wasn't like kill aliens, but she was... She's the one that created that device to identify aliens in the first place. So she obviously yeah, and I, and you had somebody who flat out you know lied to her, you know, or like made her gained her confidence, and then she found out on her own accord it wasn't like you know she told her that I'm an alien or anything, and for her to still be trusting over this big, you know, uh, uh, thing that they were making, I don't know. I, I feel like that's her own fault. Yeah, I think she'd was, go like, "What alien are you?" <laughs> <laughs> I liked like in the previous episode that Lena was smart in like figuring doing a little thing to figure out that she was an alien and she caught yeah. her like like that was good like she was like clever about it like uh, that made sense for Lena she's supposed to be really smart okay with her going along with Ray if she thinks it's kind of noble you know that she wants to help the Earth so much and it's kind of like great against what the rest of the Luther family is doing um, but I don't know yeah it's hard it is a little bit like, uh, would Lena really just say yes okay this woman who lied to me, but now I'm not a believer because she's being nice. Maybe because her, because she has such a, I mean, she has mom, obviously a problem that she's, she has such a bad, yeah, she has mommy, right. Her mother's been so terrible, really. That, <laughs> and Ray, yeah. Ray was working all that. That's very true. She was very manipulative, yeah. smarter for being like a mother figure to her. So that, I can, I can buy that. that yeah. That's actually a good point because it's kind of like you get so used to that from your mom and you don't see it. It's kind of like when the, you know, you're just always in that kind of relationship with, you know, with people, and you tend to get burned. But, uh, but um, I was going to comment on Lena of the actress, um, and I always find this fascinating. I don't know if you guys ever feel this way, but when she does scenes with, like, let's say whether it's with, uh, you know, Kara or with, uh, you know, with uh, Rhea or anything like that, I always feel like at times I can never like like. It's interesting what she does because at times I can't tell like. There's moments where I feel like, man, is she hitting on them? Like, like flat out, like I can't tell like her subtext, the way she performs it. Like, I don't know whether she's just like, oh, I'm happy to be your friend, but I kind of, you know, she does this little. There's something about her, the actress, the kind of. So you think it's Katie? It has these vibes. Yeah, I don't know if it's like they're telling her to do that. Like, but there's times where she'll do scenes with these characters, and they'll have these like quiet moments, and she'll kind of give them a look, or she'll kind of 
say something a certain way, and you're just thinking, oh, are they trying to say something? I don't know why it is, but with her character, she, I'm always she's seeing just it. seducing you via the television screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's I'm the only one, but even my wife sees it. Like, I, we kind of laugh at it. Like, it feels like, okay, they're having a conversation, but sometimes it feels like, is she settling subtly hitting on you know like hitting on Kara or Ray you mean yeah or just any well, like, I think just that's any... just what you want to see Aaron no it just it's it's funny but I would say that if my wife didn't also say it because she was also kind of like there's something that she does watch it next time her performance with uh, that yeah now that I put it in your head, you're gonna say, "Yeah, yeah, yeah." <laughs> that's and that's Katie McGrath. We've talked about it a couple. I, I like Katie McGrath a lot. Like I, I know her for other stuff. I think she does a really awesome job. Oh yeah, yeah. No, I, I've really enjoyed her in it. It's just there's times where we just kind of laugh that the, she'll kind of. I don't know what it is. Maybe she just that's what she conveys. She's yeah. so intense. And you that, know, that's kind of why I don't. I don't actually really. I don't want Lena to go bad. I just think she is because I actually find her very appealing as Lena. To be honest with you, mm-hmm. like. I actually think she's quite charming, um, and um, but I don't know. So <laughs> that's but that's one thing I've always thought was funny. I was just like, maybe I'm the only one, you know. But like I've, I've told my wife, and she's like, yeah, I kind of can see that. There's something, but I know it's not going there. It's just it's some for some reason it always has that vibe. And the chat, Victor said, I think she is just her true self to close friends. I think he means Lena, but tell me if that's what you meant, Victor. <laughs> well. <laughs> What did you guys actually near the beginning of this episode? Car and Lena are having like lunch or something. Um, what did he, I somewhat kind of thought so this was a little funny? They're they're they were talking about like in sync, getting right reunion stuff, and like Timberlake and Britney Spears. <laughs> like I, I think it kind of fit though, I guess, with the ages those characters are right. Like when yeah. they were like preteen girls, right? They would have been in. Yeah, that I didn't catch funny. it. All. You think about it. Yeah, I'm not bad. I'm not the right demographic. <laughs> oh, I know. No, I don't know about that stuff, man. I don't care. I'll say, you didn't know, do you know JT? Come on, man. Justin Timberlake? I thought they were talking about The Bachelor or something. I didn't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're definitely not the right one for that. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, Sci-Fi Paul says, he's, he's talking about Katie McGrath. I think it must be an Irish thing. She was also in Merlin, the show, slow transition to her Breaking Bad as Morgana. Yeah, that's true. In Merlin, not not this really ruining anything, but he's true. Like that's her character does start off very nice and then goes a different direction. Um, so that'd be interesting if, if Lena parallels that. Merlin's a pretty cool show, by the way. If you haven't seen it, no, it's uh, all right. Let's see. Anything else? Anything else to talk about with Supergirl? Nope. <laughs> I guess I don't know. All right, let's do a rating. We do ratings out of a uh, five star system, but we do uh, capes for Supergirl. So you get a maximum of five capes. That means we thought it was amazing. Uh, Aaron, what are you going to give it? And you can do half ratings. Yeah, I'm going to have to do a half. I feel like it wasn't wasn't good or bad for me. It was in the middle, so I have to give it two and a half capes. Yeah, it was just kind of it was good, but it wasn't great, but it wasn't bad. I, I don't know. It was kind of in the middle for me. All right. Uh, by the way, Victor said, Lena may never had close friends in her life. When, with Kara, she can open up with her feelings. That could be true. It, I mean, it certainly seems like the friendship with Kara is very important to her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, Marks, what do you give it? I feel similar. It was it was good, but it wasn't like one of their better episodes overall. So I give it like a like three capes. All right. Uh, 
Yeah, I'm pretty similar to you guys. Um, I think I'll give it a three and a half, though. Because uh, I think, yeah, I think I gave three last week, and I thought it was definitely better than that, I think, if I remember things correctly. <laughs> um, but again, you know, it wasn't fantastic, but it was still pretty good, pretty decent, you know? Yeah. Um, all right, cool. Uh, let's, before we get, we're going to talk about Flash and Arrow, of course. Uh, and But let's do a quick news item. Uh, so that, I mean, we've talked about this a lot on the show, but now we've got some official stuff we can say about it, right, Marks? Yeah, so we've mentioned Black Lightning a few times as they've been working on the pilot, and uh, word has come out that the CW has has ordered the series. So, uh, no real details yet if it's going to be a like a full run of episodes or a shorter run like Legends of Tomorrow, but um, but it's an orcs. It's going to come out next season. Just to remind you, kind of what that plot line's supposed to be. Um, it's, Jefferson Pierce made his choice. He hung up the suit and his secret identity years ago. But with one daughter hell-bent on justice and the other a star student being recruited by a local gang, he'll be pulled back into the fight as the wanted vigilante and DC legend Black Lightning. So, oh, no, another legend. <laughs> oh. And uh, in case you're not familiar, Black Lightning's got electrical powers, and he was the first black or African-American uh, superhero uh, to get his own comic book in DC Comics. He was created back in 1977. So... Mm-hmm. Very cool. Uh, are you? By, by the way, folks, all the pretty much all the networks did their what they're called their upfronts this past week. So they kind of we found out which shows got canceled, which uh, which got renewed, which guys get picked up. Uh, interesting. I was talking about Timeless last week. Uh, interesting that that got canceled and then two days later renewed. Basically, <laughs> I suspect like time travel. I suspect <laughs> time travel moment. <laughs> <laughs> <a> flashpoint. Yes. <laughs> That would yeah, be hilarious, right? Like the producers <laughs> like, oh, we got canceled. Ah, we'll see about that. Yeah. <laughs> they killed the producer, made sure he was never born. <laughs> or whoever the executive. Yeah, they switched up the network execs at uh, NBC. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, they should have told me to joke about that, actually, when they on Twitter. <laughs> like, our time travel device finally yeah. obviously worked. <laughs> they should do that. <laughs> Uh, anyway, so what do you, uh, I asked in the chat, are people looking forward to Black Lightning? Victor Snyder says, I look forward with hope. Cool. Yeah, I mean, I'll, also, I, I'll be honest with you, I never, I don't know a ton about Black Lightning. I didn't really read him uh, growing up. Um, so I don't know, but I'm still looking forward to it. I mean, I think it sounds cool. It sounds definitely, you know, uh, I mean, it, like you said, Mark's, I think, right there shooting Atlanta, so it's a different feel than all the Vancouver shows, probably, to it. Um, I mean, yeah, I'm looking yeah, forward to it. To it, yeah. we don't know 100% yet if it's going to be in the same Arrowverse uh, or not. If it's on the same Earth as one of the two, one, like Supergirl's Earth or the Arrow Earth or not. Or a totally new so, one. Could be a totally new one. So kinda, I'm kind of. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, no, I was just going to say I'm kind of curious what direction, like how is it going to be different than maybe the other shows? Like I'm curious if, uh, you know, if it's going to be where the other shows. Um, I don't know. They they just have a certain style to them, and kind of if this is DC's version of like what Marvel's done with their not to say it's going to be as dark, but like an urban kind of crime kind of world uh, as like what you know Daredevil and and Luke Cage and stuff like that, where it's a little just different, you know. Which is what I'm excited about that it's not going to be exactly like the other shows, or at least I'm hoping. Yeah, that'll be as dark, but maybe it'll. It will 
like Luke Cage, like Luke Cage really yeah. Harlem, Harlem experience or whatever, you know, like the whole subculture um, or the whole community. Um, hopefully they'll do something like that. But also he's a dad too, and he's a retired hero coming back. So there's some different angles that we haven't seen before. CW mm-hmm. superhero. You know who's going to win Father's Day? A super tweet. <laughs> <laughs> ah, there we go. He's early candidate. <laughs> cool. Uh, I would just like to, uh, well, it also gives us another show, I guess, right, to talk about uh, next season, not DC Action Hour. Um, and I would like to just say, let's talk about Black Lightning and stop talking about Legends of Tomorrow next season. <laughs> we'll give Legend of Tomorrow like two minutes, like a minute, and then we'll yeah. in the book. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, all right, so now what do we have? Flash next, next, right? Oh, sure, yeah. Um, okay, so this episode was called Cause and Effect. It was episode 21 of season three, written by Julina Niria and Lauren Serto. Um, so, you know, as we remember at the end of the last episode, Savitar revealed himself as future Flash, as Barry. So Savitar kind of explains, you know, what's up with that. <laughs> explains that he's a time remnant of Barry, created by his future self while fighting Savitar. And he, he, he's the one that survives. That they kind of hinted at that whenever they went to 2024, and and Barry had mentioned that almost all the time remnants remnants died. Um, but unfortunately, he, gets, he felt that he got shunned by Team Flash. And uh, as like the not real Barry, he became depressed, ran through time, became Savitar. Uh, and Savitar needs to kill Iris so that Barry will be forced to create him. Um, so after revealing all that and showing that he's got a cooler suit, because the suit can like operate on some, um, Cisco ends up proposing to stop Savitar by being kind of a stopping him from being ahead of them because he remembers everything as it's happened because he's a future version by like stopping Barry from getting new memories. So not a terrible idea necessarily, but of course it doesn't work out and Barry loses his memories completely. Uh, now it does sort of work in a way unplanned. Savitar also loses memories, which also results in while he losing his powers since Savitar never gave him them. Um, and Killer Frost isn't so thrilled about the turn, so she teams up with them to try to get Barry his memories back so it'll fix Savitar also, um, which leads to an interesting team-up. So meanwhile, pyromaniac named Lucius Coolidge, a.k.a. Heatmonger, gets released um, because of Barry's inability to testify uh, correctly because he can't remember anything. And... Uh, and um, of course, Coolidge starts up a fire in the office building with a bunch of people in there. Um, Flash tries to go there to try to stop it. Of course, he is very little, doesn't remember very much of his experiences or how he uses powers. Um, luckily, uh, the team has, with the help of Killer Frost, created a device to kind of jumpstart his memories, and they're able to do it through his suits, whatever, his antennas. I don't even know what that, how that would work, but... <laughs> and, uh, and uh, jumpstart his memories, but to fully kick in, Iris has to kind of drudge up some uh, some memories of Barry's to get him to remember who he is. He's able to stop the fire with the help of Wally, who now also has his powers back. 
And uh, meanwhile, while that's all been happening, Tracy and HR have developed a little romance going on while, while uh, creating the Speed Bazooka. Um, they show at the end of the episode, they show the team the Speed Force Trap, the Speed Bazooka, but they uh, reveal that unfortunately, like a lot of energy, uh, like more than energy than it's in the sun. Um, so where are they going to get that from? Well, we get a final scene cut uh, to some room with um, what I think is alien technology. I think I, I, I didn't really know at first what it was, but I believe actually it's from the Dominators episodes. And, it, and apparently it's being guarded by King Shark. I don't know how he got loose, but it should be interesting if they have to take him on. All right. Uh, well, the first thing I'll say is I, I think this is one of the most hilarious episodes <laughs> they've done. <laughs> Mainly with the amnesia thing. Like, some of the stuff I was just laughing my ass off with Barry, particularly like the thing in the courtroom and the glasses. Oh, yeah. like, <laughs> like, that was just fun. That was just good stuff. <laughs> just so funny. Or when he's like, uh, like to Wally, he's like, who, so who are you? And he's like, your brother? And he's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> right. Like, you know what? This amnesia thing is, is, is kind of one of those tropes, I guess, in a way, right? I mean, Buffy did, did one, a memorable episode of it. Uh, but it works, right? Like, it's kind of fun to see characters and i think and he, again grant gustin like i think always does a great job all, playing all these different incarnations of his character and and it was nice like iris has said it was nice to actually see him so like just lighthearted and fun right and just having a blast and discovering yeah, was, his powers it was fun seeing a lighter version of him oh i like the testimony where he's like reading off the lines and he goes you know smiling emoji <laughs> that was great or even at the very beginning something about like trained under the amazing julian or whatever <laughs> like <laughs> oh yeah that was that whole that whole scene was pretty funny like, and they're like uh julian's like heat mongers that's such a stupid name or whatever and the guy looks back and just goes like i like it i like it. <laughs> <laughs> they say that, that scene was just golden man like that just is like great writing acting everything uh in the chat boy victor's uh actually sci-fi pulse says i thought the amnesia stuff was funny as hell um uh Kerry johnson says grant was awesome as barry bart and savitar oh, that's right he says i, I want to go by bart <laughs> <laughs> Which is a nice reference, right, to the actor as an actual Bart character, who's what related to Barry somehow, right, in the comics? Yeah, he's related. Is, that's impulse, right? Yeah, that's impulse. And then also, anyway, Gary says he must be trying to catch Kavanaugh and playing the most versions of himself. Nice. And then Victor says, "Ouch, my mind is hurting even more now with that recap." <laughs> I will say the whole, the whole thing about evil future Barry and how he got created is one of those time travel paradox things that just fucking makes you, it gives you a fucking headache. Yeah. Right? And like, and I, I just be like, it's one of those things. I'm not even going to try to fucking figure yeah, it out. Yeah. Yeah. Forget it. Trust it's the like, science. It's like Sarah Connor <laughs> and her son. It is. <laughs> Terminator go back to kill, but she, he would never have been born. If right. Exactly. And that's what she says at the end of Terminator. She's like, it would give you a headache. Think trying to figure this shit out. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, don't hurt yourself. Don't, you know, trust the science. <laughs> They'll figure it out. The science people will figure it out. <laughs> it, was, it was interesting. At least they acknowledge that that's, it's hard to grasp because <laughs> he's like going, you know, the more you do, do it, the less it matters. You know, the more you time travel, the less it matters. And they pointed out that killing off Eddie didn't totally, you know, destroy reverse flash and stuff. So, 
basically their 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 rules time travel rules never make sense. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's yeah, that's always the tricky thing with time travel. So you kind of I guess as a viewer, right? You kind of be like, well, okay, fine. Let's just move yeah. on. Let's just accept that and let's just yeah. enjoy, enjoy the ride. I, I like it better than the Zoom explanation. You know, that was really kind of weak. I thought. Well, I mean, so I guess what else do you think? I mean, I actually this is probably even my favorite Barry Iris episode to be honest with you, just because he was so light, and she got like they just got to have a really fun relationship. It wasn't like yeah. worrying about her dying or the end of the world, you know, or something. They actually got to be like have it be a fun couple. That was nice to see. Yeah, and she talked about think? that memory when they first came to move to move to their house and stuff. That was touching. Yeah, I feel like stuff. This was the episode they needed at this point in the season, you know, because I feel like it had gotten pretty heavy-handed and you know all the stuff. Yeah, I mean, they have a lot of stakes happening and stuff, and uh, it was kind of nice to see uh, Barry be kind of you know like not a care in the world, you know, and and uh, it was fun. It was fun to see everybody's interactions, uh, you know, with it all. So it was because at least like in the other two seasons, I've kind of always thought Flash. Is the more particularly obviously compared to Arrow is the more fun show, the more lighthearted show, you know. Although it like this season in particular, picking in the beginning, it wasn't always that way. It didn't feel like, uh, which maybe I felt the beginning of the season was a little rough. But I like that. I like that when they have all that you know the humor in there like that. It's a nice relief, I guess. With all the I drama. just feel like you have to have a balance to it, yeah. you know. And and I think this is it, it, you'd been pushing the you know, and that's the reason why I like the Flash. Is I felt like. Um, the one, I feel like the writing's better. I feel like the characters are pretty clearly defined and, and, uh, but I always feel like there's something, I don't know, at stake and, and the, there's uh response, you know, kind of like, uh, what do you call it to their actions, you know, where there's some kind of, uh, uh, um, Purpose, consequences. consequences to the actions. And, uh, and I enjoy that. And, uh, but I know that it, it, at points, you know, Barry's, you know, some people have been kind of poking fun at him that he's always crying in every episode or he's always depressed, you know, and stuff. So it was kind of nice to kind of, you know, for the show to be like, come on, you know, we, we know what we're doing. You know, it's still good. Don't, don't, you know, try to say we're this, you know. Oh, but, I'm uh, waiting for Barry to be like, I just realized that I like to kill people. <laughs> <laughs> Like Oliver? <laughs> yeah, it's like Oliver. I'm a monster. <laughs> I've been stuck in the I've been stuck in the speed force for the past five years. It's been hell. How <laughs> many people die from lightning bolts? I'm wearing a weapon of death on my chest. <laughs> yeah, dark turn. You know what doesn't make sense? We're talking about time travel rules and stuff. That bugged me a little bit. Bugged me more than the whole weird time loop thing. Uh, was the effect on Wally and on Savitar. I'm just like, okay, wait a minute. So they wiped his memories. So now Savitar can't remember anything, but Savitar is a future version of Barry from there. So if he still exists, he would still remember at least up to that point, like that point on. Right. And then, you know, if Wally lost his powers because of Savitar losing memories, then why, if that's a time change thing, and why does everybody remember it? You know, why aren't they being affected time-wise to forget that it even happened? You know what I mean? It's not just like yeah. a. You know, it's the it's kind of stuff that makes your brain hurt. 
you know. So I need to stay away from time travel. I've said that a long time. And then they made Legends of Tomorrow. <laughs> and then I just threw that. <laughs> uh, we got a couple suggestions here for uh, sitcom spinoffs. Carrie Johnson says, HR and the doc, uh, I think being Tracy, right, are always good together. I watch a sitcom, which is them. Wait, is that who she means by the doc? Who else is a doc? Kate, Caitlin's got a doc. I don't know. Carrie, please uh, elaborate. Just oh, want to make sure I know Tracy, what you're talking right? about. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, but Sci-Fi Paul says no HR in Cisco. It would be like the Odd Couple done Flash style. Who in Cisco? Yes. HR in Cisco. Oh, I was after the Julie and Cisco thing. I thought that'd be kind of funny. They could be Odd Couple moving together. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I I like the HR Tracy thing though. I like that they got together. Oh yeah. That yeah, it's cool. gonna be interesting to see what happens there. She's probably gonna die. Oh, come on. <laughs> then HR will go dark. <laughs> no, no, come on. Don't put HR dark, man. He's awesome. He's like the lightest, hardest one of all. Yeah, I know. Uh, what did you You know what I really like this episode is the Caitlin Killer Frost stuff. Yeah. She came back. She was working with them. Cisco told – I like the stuff with Cisco, like telling those stories and, and trying to reach out to her. And even though she said it didn't, you can see obviously even with the eyes briefly that it was affecting her and kind of bringing her back to the Caitlin. Like that was nicely done, I think, as well. What do yep. you guys think? It was. <laughs> yep, that's it. <laughs> All right. No, no, no. I I can agree. I, I like the the uh, you know that the, at least that she's got that you know back and forth. You know that she's not completely one end. So at least it makes you feel like okay. Either they can try to bring her back or maybe she's, you know, they're hinting at maybe. I mean, I'm kind of curious if they'll make her kind of like an anti-hero. You know, if she'll be, a vil- you know, kind of a villain, keep the powers, but be kind of a hero. I kind of wonder. I don't oh, know. I would actually really dig that, man. Like the, more, <laughs> the more I've seen her at Killer Frost, like, she's pretty awesome, actually. Like, she, Danielle Pettiberg, she's doing a really good job, I think. Like, yeah. And a costume yeah. rocks, new costume. Uh, <laughs> So, it would be uh, interesting. Yeah. She'd be their Anya. I don't know. Or their Spike. <laughs> yeah. A, Spike would just not like so not ridiculously funny. <laughs> like no, Spike she's, she's not very funny. That's one thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, well, she, she's not supposed to be, right? Cisco's the no. uh, funny one. <laughs> HR. Uh, in the chat, Carrie said yes. He was talking about HR and Tracy. That's what he was talking about. And just one more logic thing. I thought it was kind of weird that they they created a device to fix his memory, and conveniently it was going to be long distance and could interact with his suit, so they could do that same. <laughs> it's like oh, they didn't yeah, know that was going to happen. Why would they even? Why would they even make it that way? It was kind of weird. That yeah, that was just silly. That was just like they just needed it to do it. You know, they wanted him in the field and they needed to jump. That made no sense. <laughs> uh, Victor in the chat says, I like HR because he brings heart to the team. He does indeed. Yeah. I like HR a lot. Which is good because I actually, before, Her- Her- the Earth 2 Harrison Wells was my favorite and I still love him. But I really dig HR, man. Oh, boy. See, are we going to get like another, a fourth Harrison Wells next season, though? Uh, I'm going to keep missing all these awesome Wells, though, I see. Like, <laughs> I wonder, yeah, you think you're going to keep HR around? Next season. I don't, I, yeah. I don't know. I would, 
I want an episode where they have to get all the wells together to do something. They have to team up. <laughs> to save the world. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that would be amazing, man. Kevin, I would love that, I'm sure. Oh, you know, I, honestly, I have to commend him as far as his acting. Because he's, each season he's played a different version. And they've all rung true. Like, none of them make me feel like, oh, but I kind of missed that one. Or I kind of think, oh, I'm still, I see that other character from previously that he did last season. Each one has been great. You know, I, I've really enjoyed him on this series. He's an awesome actor. Yeah, yeah. he does a great job. Yep. Uh, I don't uh, know. Let's see. What, anything else about The Flash? What do you think about King Shark? Oh. <laughs> well, I think it was ridiculous that he just kind of showed up at the end. Like, he's the one guarding it. Didn't they? Oh, Argus, right? Supposedly had him in prison somewhere. They did, yeah. Oh, but of course, maybe, everybody, maybe during, everybody breaks out of Argus, so I guess maybe the invasion thing they got he got out because yeah. of that. So you think it's that was a dominator thing they were showing at the last scene? Um, I didn't know at first, but I read somewhere someone thought it was a dominator thing, and it kind of does look a little. I haven't had a chance to actually dig around and look. I had to binge him this weekend, so. But I think it might be. And it kind of makes sense. It ties into what we've seen before. But it. Is it you think it's still somewhere on Earth that scene? Oh yeah. Okay. So the Dominator like left some kind of alien power source behind. Is that, I guess the what they're going for? I think so. But how would they know about this thing? Well, they don't know yet. But I guess they're gonna find out next episode, right? It looks like. Because that feels kind of too convenient, you know, that like yeah. oh, and there happens to be this. Right. I could see if it was like they knew about it and then. They were, we were kind of, oh, we're hinting at that, but it's something for it to be like, why would they get King Shark to guard it? Why would he be even involved? You know? So uh, I don't know. We'll find out next episode and see what, uh, you know. But that seemed a little too, if that's what it is, you know, too convenient. Kind of like creating a device that can fix his mind <laughs> exactly. via his suit. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the chat, Carrie Johnson says, uh, Captain Cold and King Shark next week. If we don't get frozen fish, fish sticks jokes, I'll be disappointed. <laughs> oh, that's what I'm not excited about. If you've seen the show before, I don't know, I'm probably in the minority, but I can't fucking stand Captain Cold. It's so and, weird, I'm surprised you don't. Yeah, yeah I, I really can't. And he's back, and he's talking, and his goddamn, it takes fucking <laughs> five minutes to get one sentence out way, and just stop it. Like... Oh, God. I, see, of course, he got killed, but that's still not the end of him because of all this time travel bullshit. Uh, so I don't even know what version of Captain Cold that we're supposed to be seeing here, right? The one... I think it's before he leaves. The <laughs> one that the Legends went... Like, the villains that went back in Legends and got? I think. <laughs> I don't... Like, oh, I'd give up at this point. I don't know. <laughs> so I'm you actually looking Marks? forward to it. <laughs> Marks, do you have any that's idea, that? like, what kind of cold version this is of captain cold i don't know i would imagine it's time travel or something i think i think i read somewhere somebody was saying like desperate to save iris he'll break any rules or something and i think maybe he time travels to get captain cold for whatever reason he needs his help <clears throat> see i don't okay maybe actually i'm actually curious to, to hear from you guys because i know a lot of people love captain cold why like, why do you, I guess, why do you guys think he's cool? Uh, sorry, no pun intended. A uh, cool villain. <laughs> or why do other people like him? Because to me, I just feel his powers are terrible because it's just a cold gun. He talks ridiculously. 
and I don't see him as this genius that everybody portrays him to be. I just see him as kind of an idiot. Like he's not really an idiot, but I don't see him like as any. What makes him so greater than all these other like villains? You know. But he's a good planner, good thief. But I guess I don't even like in the first episode when he appeared, they really tried to point right like how great he was at that. I guess I didn't see that there was anything that amazing about his planning. Like why it was. I guess if you're gonna say a character is like a Sherlock Holmes almost, you really gotta fucking show me. He's a fucking Sherlock. Like he's a so much better than everyone else, and he's fucking amazing at what he does. What they should have done is had him create his own cold gun instead of him getting the gun from uh, Star Labs or he stole it or something. They should have done. I could see your point on that. That him not he should be a little bit more. And I think in the the comic books he did create his own gun. So he does have that ability. He, you know, he's also, you know, he does, he's like a uh, master criminal and stuff. Um, I don't mind the way he talks, I think, because it's, uh, it feels like it's an ode back to uh, Edward G. Robinson and all those, like, kind of the 30s gangster movies. Kind of like what um, Anne Hathaway did with uh, Catwoman in The Dark Knight Rises. Um, They said that um, she took the, her little, kind of the way she spoke, she took because I guess Catwoman was based on a 30s movie star, and so she started talking kind of like her. And so I think that's kind of what maybe, um, uh, what's the actor's name, uh, might have might have been trying to do is kind uh, of have uh, some kind of element, uh, you know, as far as but uh, but no, I think that's why I like him because he's trying something different. I would, you know, in terms of it, it I know it's very comic booky and and it's kind of silly at times, but. In those situations, when you take risks, either people are going to love it or they're going to hate it. And I kind of like that. Oh, I'd rather he do that than just play it, you know, in the middle. Because I've seen some of the characters that I've been so disappointed with kind of played it in the middle. You know, they just kind of okay, I'm, I'm me. You know, and and I like it where even if I hate you, you know, I'd rather you just try something different than than kind of going. But, uh, but yeah, for for me, I, I've liked him. I can't say I, you know, he's my favorite villain. I think I have some other ones of flashes that I've really enjoyed, you know. But, uh, but yeah, that's that's just my take on it. Oh, sure. I, I mean, like I said, it seems like a lot of people actually like him. Uh, Victor Snyder in the chat says he is a thinker, man of action, and evil. He talks like he's talking down to everyone. That could kind of make sense, actually. He's, he's mansplaining it. everybody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, see, there's other reason I don't like him then. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I like the character overall. I like that actor. I kind of like the character. I hope he does come back alive somehow. That's just me. I just think they should do a lot more prison break so he's not available as much to do this character. <laughs> like, I'm not trying to just Wentworth Mill, the actor. Like, it just the character. I, and I, I'm just not a fan. Hmm. Because I've seen him in other stuff. Uh, like, man, dude, he was freaking, I always forget this, but he was Chris Redfield in one of the Resident Evil movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, which yeah. Is, like, cause that character's iconic. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, Kerry uh, Johnson says he did at least reverse engineer the coal gun to know how it works so he could repair it. I guess yeah. that is true, right? Oh, I did. something. <laughs> Sci fi Paul says, geez, chill out, guys. All right. <laughs> oh. All right, yes, I'm done with my cold man. 
like, but I actually thank you for sharing that in the chat and you guys, because I actually am curious about you know why people do uh, appreciate characters that I don't as much. It's always interesting to hear that. Like I'm sure everybody does not share my love of Patty Spivet. Uh, that's okay. No, I'm I'm with you on that. I, I uh, yeah, she's one that I'll be on a hook. Like there's like the first couple seasons, I also wasn't very on board with Iris. Just I feel like the actress wasn't quite there, and so when they brought Patty in, I was kind of like, you know, I know she's not going to be the main love interest, and she blew me away. Like just their their chemistry and everything. Um, I I was I got hooked. You know, even I got a little teary eyed when they broke up. Mm -hmm. You know, I was it, it blew me away the actress and just their chemistry. But Iris as the I want to say at the end of season two and three and I've just been impressed with her. She's been growing. I don't know what clicked, but she's gotten as good as everybody else on the show, at least to me. Cool. That uh, actress is great. She was on Timeless and died. That was sad. Oh, <laughs> wait, which, the one who played Tyus Pivot? Yeah. She's oh, in the no. first episode. Hey, really? Oh, she might get course. to come back on Flash. Killed her off. Oh. Yeah, I was like, oh, she's on this show. It'd be great. You know, I hate that she's off Flash, but it's she's great on this show. And then she died. <laughs> <laughs> like, They'll bring her back. Yeah. See, I wish they would, but they're not going to do it because they they never do the relationships I want to see. Like, I if I want to see a relationship, it's not going to happen on any shows. <laughs> I, that's my favorite. Yeah. They should have her back. It's hot pursuit. <laughs> I'm okay with that. I mean, there's too many speedsters, but if it brings her back, yes, I'm fine. Anything that brings Patty back, I'm cool with. But I'm I'm with you on that. I, I was very impressed with her. Cool, awesome. Uh, let's see here. Uh, I guess that uh, wraps us up for Flash. Yeah, covered everything. I guess. Yeah. All right. Yep. By the way, some, somehow I always find a way to bring up Patty Smith in every episode. It seems like. <laughs> All right, we're going to do ratings here. This is out of Lightning Bolts. Five Lightning Bolts is the maximum score we can give. Marks, what do you give it? Oh, it's tough. I don't know. I'm trying to decide four or four, four and a half. I'm not sure. That's which. what I'm trying to decide, man. Yeah. You know, I'm just going to say four and a half. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going to go, I think I'm going to go four and a half, too. Uh, I, I, I really like this episode. I think, I think every, just about everything worked. I mean, you know what? All the time travel, whatever, mumbo jumbo, that's, that's fine. Um, <laughs> but again, I really think it was one of the funniest ones I've ever done, and I really appreciated that. So, uh, Aaron? Yeah, I'll, I'll give it four, four lightning bolts. I really liked it. I don't know if it's as good as, for me, some of the other episodes, so that's why I kind of have to put it accordingly, but I enjoyed it. Mm -hmm. My pulse in the chat gives it four lightning bolts as well. All right, seems cool. like this was a popular episode with people. That brings us to the last show we're going to talk about tonight, and that's Arrow. The episode is called Honor Thy Fathers. It is the 21st episode of season five. Written by Mark Guggenheim and Sarah Tarkov, directed by Laura Belsey. Uh, so in this episode, uh, basically, uh, Adrian Chase decides to send a bunch of bones, a dead body, a skeleton to Oliver, to the mayor's office. And uh, he uh, opens that up and through DNA testing, well, first off, what, it, what they discover, well, basically they discover it's, I don't remember who this dude was who got killed, to be honest. I don't know what the fucking name is. Henry but Goodwin. What is it? Goodwin? Henry Goodwin, yeah. 
Henry Goodwin, wow, you got a good memory. Or you got notes right there. You're looking. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Use your mental abilities. Uh, Henry Goodwin. So, and Henry Goodwin was killed, and they discovered that uh, Oliver and Thea's father uh, was basically, supposedly, the one who killed him. Who's their father's name? What's his first name? Oh. Anybody help me out? Or help me out in the chat, folks. Uh, Robert? No. Robert Queen, right? I feel like it is. Yeah, I'm just going to call their father, but I think it's Robert Queen. You're right. So, uh, by the way, so, uh, yes, Thea is back in this episode. Um, so, um, so Oliver doesn't want to believe it. Thea actually thinks it could be true based on their parents, you know, not always telling them the truth. Um, so Oliver is trying to kind of, you know, see if he can clear his father's name. Um, meanwhile, while that's going on, there's a B-plot with uh, Renee and Quentin and about Renee getting uh, the rights, his daughter back, you know, custody back. Uh, and he uh, doesn't know if he can go to the hearing and go through with it because he doesn't want the daughter to hear about him talking about his mother, her mother who had like a drug addiction and, and kind of all their bad things to traumatize her. And Quentin tries to, you know, encourage him to go through with it, that his daughter really needs her, you know, and all that stuff. Um, and by the end of the episode, uh, the, he does not show up to the hearing. Uh, and so the judge basically says, you know, he's not going to get custody of his daughter. Uh, back in the A plot, I'll be honest with you guys, I don't remember a lot what happened in the middle. I mean, I know Chase and Oliver square off at the end. What is there some important stuff I'm missing in the middle, though? I mean, he discovers that the father is the one. Oh, that's right. Chase sends him a video, right? Him, the, uh, showing the father getting a fight with this Goodwin guy and pushing. Sorry. Pushing him. I, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because, of course, <laughs> it's in this factory and they're having a conversation over a vat of some toxic substance. And there's no railings, of course, I'm here. Surprised he didn't become Joker. <laughs> <laughs> right. right, and then and during the argument, this guy he gets pushed off by their father and falls in this vat of acid or whatever the fuck it is, um, and that's how he killed him. So it was kind of an accident, but then he covered it up. Apparently, like he got raised the footage or whatever. So they discover, you know, the, uh, their father was responsible for that. Uh, so they're not too happy about that. Obviously, uh, there's all oh, that's right. There's a, unfortunately a flashback going on, um, which may be the last one we see. No, it's not going to be not the way that ended. Actually, I just remembered. But Oliver and uh, Russian dude, tell me his name again, Marks. Is Russian? Oh, I, I don't remember. Court, core <laughs> something. Oh, because you love this guy, though. You love this guy and the actor. Oh, I mean his friend. His friend, Anatoly. Anatoly, thank you. Yeah, yeah Anatoly. So they go back to the island where Oliver. You know, they were stuck for a while because Oliver' plan is to have Anatoly like tell some fishing boat or some boat to go rescue him so it so he can explain that he's been stuck on this island and it doesn't look weird that he just shows up back to star city in some weird way but this will be like more easier to explain to his parents and his family that he just been stuck on this island all this time supposedly uh but then the dude the Dolph Lundgren's character uh he shows up and shoots Oliver with some kind of dart and somehow he's on the island and that's how that flashback ends um and then back in the present, um, they uh, Oliver does basically have. Oh, that's right. This other dude, uh, Chase, is working with Chase to make this drug that Chase's father is doing. Right, but it's even a worse version of the drug this time. 
Uh, and it's a guy we've seen earlier, right? Something happened to him where he can't like feel any pain is the idea. Yeah, that was yeah. earlier in the season. Yeah. It was a wild dog was, was a big part of that episode, yeah. Right. And uh, so the rest of the team is trying to stop that dude uh, while Oliver squares off with uh, Chase. Uh, anyway, they do they manage to stop the, the other dude and uh, everything. And Oliver and Chase have a pretty good, you know, mano a mano match. Uh, but Oliver does not defeat him by his skills, but rather by dropping the bomb of your father was going to disown you, Adrian. He never loved you. Like, at least my father loved me. And Chase gives himself up, basically. Well, he basically says Oliver can kill him, but Oliver says, you, you know, he's going to face justice. And that's more or less what happens. All right. So, again, please keep going in the chat here, folks, what you thought about that episode. What would you guys think? Well, I'll go first. I'm kind of curious what you guys will say after me because I don't usually watch Arrow. Um, I've only watched, like, a few of, like, the first season and then that one, um, the, uh, the first time that I was on the show, I watched that. And it was interesting for me to watch it. I, I wanted to watch the one afterwards, but it's not online anymore. Um, but this is the first time I think I had it where it had all the team. Usually the, the episodes I've watched, it's mainly focused on um, the Green Arrow. And um, I was kind of curious how I was going to like it or if I was going to be. And I found this episode so frustrating. I, I just, there was so many things that were so convenient and didn't make sense to me. I understand some stuff I don't know, you know, in terms of the storylines and stuff like that. But there were just so many things that just, even if I didn't know anything, it was just so frustrating. I was like, why are they doing that? Why is this? Or it just felt like, oh, it's a, you know, it's kind of like what you had said about like, oh, he gave up because he was told this, you know, or he was told that his dad didn't love him or whatever. I was just so like, Seriously, I mean, I'm sure they're going to have a big fight later on in the end of the uh, the season, but I just felt like, I don't know, I, I was just so annoyed with this episode. I found like, I almost felt like, I don't think I want him to have a team. I wish it was just Arrow, and he had people that he works with from time to time, but they're their own thing, you know? Um, but I just, yeah, I don't know what it was, but it, there was something that I liked that about that one episode, I think because it just felt, I mean, I know you guys have watched it before, so you know uh, they'd gone through that and it was just recycling stuff or that it went too dark. But to me, I just felt like it, it rang true to what they were trying to say about him. Where, and I feel like he's playing one thing in the season and in the show, and everybody else is doing other stuff. You know, it feels like he's got this one through line and it feels like he wants to play it a certain way and everybody else is kind of like, oh, here's your comic relief person or here's somebody with issues that I, you know, it doesn't really go along with this venture. But uh, there were just so many things that frustrated me. I think there was the part that frustrated me the most was when they're all, the team is going up, um, I think it's towards the end, and they're um, going to uh, uh, try to stop the main villain from doing whatever up on the rooftop, and then Prometheus is there on the, the steps, you know, the staircase, and um, he's, you know, Green Arrow's like, he's mine, leave him alone. And part of me is kind of like, okay, I can understand th doing that if he wasn't on your way up to the, the, the top of the building. I could see if he was like off to the side and you're going up to the, he's like, you guys take care of the other guy, you know, the, you know take care of them, I'll take care of Prometheus. But it was literally, you got a gang of like five or four superheroes that could fight Prometheus right then and there, beat him up, and then go and, and take care of the uh, the thing that was on the roof. 
So to me, it made no sense why, you know, they just kind of like hear Arrow and Prometheus are fighting on that one little step, and then everybody walks around them to go up the stairs. And I just was like, what is, you I would be like, if I was part of this town, I'd be like, I don't care what you think. We're going to stop them too. You know, I don't care that it's like, you know, uh, uh, your own fight or whatever. We could fight. We could take care of them now. What if you don't? He's beaten you before. You know, so there's just too many things, you know, that that frustrated me about this episode. So I could go into more detail, but right. just, those are the things that uh, annoyed me. Well, Marks, what about you? <clears throat> um, I liked it o- overall. Okay. It wasn't one of the best, but uh, um, I liked it brought up stuff about his dad and the past and stuff. I mean, we knew his dad couldn't be all that great. Guy. I mean, he was part of the whole conspiracy deal in season one, so... He, he wasn't a 100% innocent guy. Um, so, I mean, it was interesting seeing the actor make a return appearance and all that stuff. I don't, the video of him saying that stuff to, to Oliver, did we ever see that video before? Is that something new? I, I, don't, I don't recall seeing it in the chat. Let us know if we have. I mean, like, he left the book, obviously. He said stuff on the actual in person before he died. I don't, I don't remember seeing those videos, though. Yeah, I don't remember him ever getting a video. Um, so that threw me a little bit. It makes a little bit of sense. Uh, it helps fill in some gaps a little bit because I thought he went pretty uh, extreme on reading in subtext of what his dad said <laughs> on the boat and stuff. But, um, yeah, I was a little surprised by that. But it was I thought it was uh, an okay episode. I don't think Adrian Chase really got beat beat. I think it's part of his plan. So... I'm pretty sure. And, and the fact that they had an HD TV in his prison cell. Yeah, it's kind of weird. <laughs> well, you know, it's nice that he gets some, some entertainment. He got, he got that, uh, you know, white-collar crime. Huh? Yes. <laughs> I was just like, what? Oh, I was just so annoyed with that this episode. I, I mean, I, that I agree that I'm sure Chase is going to be but, yeah somehow get out. And so the big there's a, some big battle, right, or something with, like, mm-hmm. other, you know, Slate is coming back right, or something. So uh, this is not the end of Chase, I'm sure. Uh, no, I think he wants to be there. I'm pretty sure. Okay. So far his plan. Yeah. Because he still hasn't told him about William yet. So. Right. What? Uh, see, I don't like overall. I did. This was not. It was kind of a mediocre episode. I don't know. I someone I almost kind of like that he was able to defeat Chase kind of at his own game in a way by dropping that knowledge. Though it did kind of come out of no and nowhere. Um, I mean, I definitely do expect like some really big fight scene between the two of them, but I think that's coming up later still. That's why they didn't go all out here. Um, but I'm okay. Here's well, the thing, Oliver. He said it, but I think it's one of those obligatory scenes, right? Like, I want to see Arrow and Chase go one on one. I want to see Ar- I want to see Oliver finally kick this fucker's ass. You know, so like I'm okay that the rest of the team did that because that they're giving me what I want. Like, what I think what they feel the audience wants to see. You know. I just didn't like the way they staged it, you know, in terms of that, because it was literally like everybody had to go through the stairs. Why, why would you do that? I could see if he was on off to the side and okay, the stairs are that way and everybody, no, just go that way. I'll take care of them. makes perfect sense to me, but to me, it made no sense. The fact that he's literally on your way. He's literally, you got to go through him. Might as well all, you know, bum rush him and then go to the, <laughs> go, it made no me, sense yes. to me. 
Excuse yeah. me, Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, excuse me. I, you know, that's it, it, it was funny the way that they ran around them. It was just because you had like three or four people like running by him. And it just, you know, it would actually be hilarious me, you know? if like uh, oh. if Curtis actually had said that. Like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, yeah. Prometheus. <laughs> it felt like, uh, I don't know, it, it just, just kind of was silly. And, and especially it was. When, they could have just Even went up a different up by the elevator or some or somehow. Scott yeah, Lewis. just some stage it's a little different, and then I would have been like, "Oh yeah, okay, that, that's all right. We're gonna get that." And then even for like how he arrow did it, I just wish like even if that is Prometheus's plan, um, that it could have you know it could, it should have been more than just that him saying that. It could have been him saying it and taking Prometheus off guard, and then Arrow kind of you know get, maybe even gets him to the point where he's like about to kill him, but then stops and's like. No, I'm taking you in, you know, for, you know, for justice or whatever. So at least you feel like I don't know. It just felt too convenient. It was my problem. Yeah, no, I hear you. Uh, in the chat, by the way, about the TV in the cell. Sci-Fi Paul says it wasn't 4K though. Um, <laughs> oh Victor, yeah. No. <laughs> Victor Steiner says, "Hey, I still have a black and white TV." That's true. Um, that's what I should have gave Chase. And then Kerry Johnson says, Chase is pulling a Joker from the Dark Knight by getting arrested. He's where he wants to be. Yep. And I, I can buy that, yeah. And Sci-Fi Pulse says, yep, I want to see Prometheus get his butt kicked by Ollie, and that Ollie has a celebratory cheeseburger at Big Belly Burger with extra chili. <laughs> That'd be cool. Oh, it did have one of my favorite lines of the week. Um, Cheers. The bad guy, the bad guy's... Um, Derek Sampson is the character's name, the one that didn't feel pain. He's like a pro wrestler dude. Yeah, yeah. Um, it was pain is just another prison, and I'm a free man. I thought that was like I was like that's a good line. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, is he a wrestler? The character's a wrestler, or the actor is a wrestler? The actor's a wrestler. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the actor. Yeah, I think does he go by? He's like I mean I don't watch it anymore. I don't know the new wrestlers. I want to see he's like Cody Rhodes or something like that or something. I don't know. I don't think he goes or does. Yeah, is you could say you could say anything. Yeah. I believe, You're I like Cody. Uh, Cody Runnels is his name. I don't know if that's oh, what he goes by. Okay. Oh, yeah. I don't know if that's what he goes by as a pro wrestler, but yeah. I think you know what he might go. It's probably yeah. It's probably Cody Rhodes. So he's one of the new, like kind of the new wrestlers, and I, I haven't followed. You know, I think I maybe probably with The Rock and stuff. That that's probably my limit. That that generation, and then after that, I'm like, I don't know who's who, but I've recognized him from time to time. So yeah, they need the Rock. He could be a villain next year. Hmm, that'd be cool, actually. <laughs> be a good villain. Uh, so I mean, yeah, you're right. Like the stuff with the father was pretty good. I love. I certainly like seeing Thea back. You know, I always talk about how I love Thea. Uh, yeah. It sucks that she hasn't been on much this season. Um. I really would have liked to see her in Speedy again suit up, but of course, for the plot, they had to have her stay behind and actually watch that video that Oliver didn't want to see. Um, and uh, here's what I hated about this episode, though: the thing with Renee. I because I love what they've done with this character in the back, and, and like I don't know, episode or two ago, the stuff with his daughter was awesome. It was so cool to see him progressing, and the stuff with Quentin, like Quentin, by the way, is like I really like his character a lot. Like he's really come a long way, I think. Um, and like in the bonding him and Renee have done right, and Quentin kind of you know taking him under his wing, like that was great. But then at the end, like I he was late. I was like, okay, he's gonna he's gonna run in the door at the last minute, right, right before the judge like does her decision. And no, he doesn't show up. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like I couldn't believe that he actually chose to give up his daughter 
And so I feel totally cheated by all the emotional stuff they set me up with earlier with him and his daughter. You know, unless now they've got two more episodes, so maybe they're gonna rectify that before the season's up. But if they don't, I'm gonna be really fucking pissed off uh, because they got me invested and they've ripped it apart. Away. I think I think it's not too late. It's not too late. He'll, he'll but get <laughs> I don't like it. I don't know why they don't just. He should have requested like his daughter be out of the room whenever he gave his testimony. You know, it's not like his daughter has to hear the testimony. Yeah, judge mm-hmm. needs to hear. It. <clears throat> yeah, that was something I couldn't comment on because I didn't know the history, and even with that character, so it was like I was watching it, but I couldn't, you know, I couldn't tell either way what was going on. So I just kind of felt like, oh, okay. Uh, so Ian, sci-fi pulls it recently in the chat. He says, "Now they fuck it up by having him not turn up to fight for his daughter." Didn't make sense. It seemed really cheap. That's my thing. I think it cheapens the awesome stuff they've done before. Now again, like I will give them. I think they can hopefully rectify that in the next two episodes. Victor Snyder says, I'm opening a Big Belly Burger in my town of Newark, Ohio. All right, awesome. Get <laughs> everything in Ohio. <laughs> uh, all right, let's see here. I'm trying to think what else we had to talk about. Uh, I mean, the flashbacks were totally meaningless to me. Like, I didn't yeah. know what there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, this were, No, go ahead. They weren't necessary, but it was kind of a nice way to, like, get to how he got to the island and set everything up, so... And why I mean, that's what I figured out. The we're doing it just to show, like, this is how he was finally found. And now we're ending all these flashbacks, except that he the thing that happens with the Russian dude, the Dolph Lundgren dude, Kovar. Yeah, and I don't know now what's gonna happen. Like, there's more fucking so guess, damn island shit. I guess he's not gonna become KG Beast. <laughs> oh well, you were really looking forward to that. Oh yeah, <laughs> I, I was kind of, I was kind of hoping, uh, you know, mind you, I only saw that previous episode that I was on, and I was when they brought Dolph Lundgren back to life. I was kind of hoping, like, ooh, would he be in the present time? Maybe they didn't realize, and then he might be one of the villains along with Prometheus and stuff like that. I mean, I don't know quite, you know, all the background. So I was a little bummed to see he's still in the flashback, you know, because you kind of feel like, well, we know, you know, Oliver survives. You know, so it just kind of feels like, well, what's what's the point of following this? You know, but uh, I thought maybe, oh, he might be maybe something underneath in the the background for uh, for the season. But uh, I guess that's not how the show works. We find out he's Adrian Chase's real dad. <laughs> oh, and also Oliver's real dad. They're oh, half boy. brothers. All right. Oh no! <laughs> Five stars. <laughs> Uh, by the way, so speaking of logic stuff, how <laughs> they're fly Oliver and Anatoly fly there in a plane. It is established that Oliver can fly. Anatoly has no idea how to pilot, as far as I'm got from that scene. How is Anatoly getting off the island? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was a, there was a boat off off. The coast. Yeah, I so. thought I saw that in the scene, right? Okay, and if there's a boat <laughs> off the coast, why? What are they doing with the plane? <laughs> they're just sitting there. It, it, it's they're going to give the plane to the boat, so that way they come. They loop back around two days. That's what it is. Yeah, you sell those for a lot of money. We'll go. Okay, maybe maybe they sink the plane. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> That's also way too much of a risk, though. By the way, like if these fish fisher people or whatever he tries to bribe don't show up, what is Oliver just going to sit there for another like five years or something? Well, maybe Anatoly will check back in like a week or something. Just to see, make that's, sure. Yeah, that would have been great. But Anatoly actually says, this is the last time I'm going to see you in a very long time or something or like forever. 
So like I, that just made no sense to me. <laughs> uh, oh, Victor says Kovar is Luke Skywalker's dad. All right. Yeah, he's Darth Vader. <laughs> he's going to fly Kovar Airlines. <laughs> what? Oh, that's what Sci-Fi Paul says. Uh, all right. Anyway, is that anything else about the fl- arrow? Want to mention? He's back in costume. That was nice to see. Sure. Mm. <laughs> no, not really. That's probably the best thing we could say. About <laughs> <laughs> and that thing was back. That was probably my favorite part. Uh, yeah, again, I don't know. Like, unfortunately, this close to the season, I only really the Flash was the only one this week. I felt like it was really working on all so Yeah, so. yeah. No, I agree with you. Flash was the one that, and I feel like that for most of the time. I feel like it's always Flash is always the the mm-hmm. better episode compared to the others. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so we're going to do this out of some boxing glove arrows. Uh, Aaron, what do you give it? Well, because they had a Dolph Lundgren appearance, it gets one, uh, at least one uh, boxing glove arrow, and then I break one arrow, and I'll give it another half. So one and a half arrows for this episode. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't like it. I was annoyed. Uh, Marks? Um, I'm going to give it three. Three boxing glove arrows. There's certain things I liked about it with the dad and stuff, uh, and certain things I didn't like about it. You know that we already talked about. So, yeah, again, so again, because I think last week's, which I didn't think was too high, I gave three. I think I'll give this three and a half because I think it was a little better than that. Um, there is some, you know, stuff I think was okay. So on this one, uh, so three and a half boxing glove arrows, I guess. I saw in the chat. So if I post, gave it two. So he did not really enjoy it too much, either. Uh, and for me, yeah. I don't know the other stories, so I think that also hurts me. Like, maybe I would have given it a two, but I, I don't know the other stories as well as uh, you guys do. So, but I know why. I know why there's a TV in the Argus cell. You know, after they gave, they gave, uh, was, it, was, it, was it Lila, right? Uh, a bit a hard time about that hacker dude being in that like box with his hood on and stuff. They're like, okay, we're gonna be the nicer Argus now. We're gonna bright yellow, co- uh, yellow, bright yellow outfits and give them big screen TVs and stuff. So right. it's, it's Dig's fault. That's what I'm trying that, to say. That, 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 could, that could be it actually. That's a uh, logic. That was like a huge TV. That was like bigger than my TV. <laughs> yeah, you might as well just go to prison if you want to watch TV. You know, <laughs> so you only get the you only get the one channel. That's what sucks. Yes. The problem is the remote isn't in the cell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, by the way, that jumpsuit was so fucking yellow. It was like canary yellow. It's ridiculous. <laughs> You're just trying to brighten things up, you know? Yeah. 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 Trying to change his mood and make him a happy guy. <laughs> in the chat, Carrie Johnson says Thea is worth at least one boxing glove arrow. Oh, I say she's at least worth two. Oh, yeah. Carrie and me also I like Thea. Yeah, for me, I just need. I, I don't know. I'm learning the characters, so I, I don't have that history yet. But maybe if I uh, maybe I'll try to continue. You guys, let me know if like okay, season five. Because I think what what's hurt me on not wanting to follow it is because of seasons three and four. Because people mm-hmm. said so many bad things, it made me not want to continue one and two. Like I watched a few of season one and then I stopped. Uh, oh, that's too bad. Uh, season two, yeah, because I've heard far. season two is amazing, and I'm just yeah. kind of scared to invest if I know after season two. Uh, boy, uh, I watch four. season one and two. 
skip three uh-huh. and four and go directly to five. <laughs> okay. Because, yeah, I have to admit, I mean, I know you weren't as big on that one episode I watched, but I, I really enjoyed that one. But I don't know the whole – maybe if I like, watch the first two seasons, then skip the other two, and then I go to that of season five, you know, I'll be like, yeah, this is, this is as good as the others. I'll be honest. I'm actually not really that down on season three and four as a lot of people are, but I will agree they were definitely below the other stuff, the first two. And four season, I think, is, is the worst one they did. Um, yeah, pretty down on four. Like three, I don't think actually was three was okay still. I think there was some decent stuff in three. You know, like with Razagul and Nissan stuff, there was some good stuff there still. Um Yeah, I liked right. yeah, I liked the Razagul elements of that season. I thought the murder mystery, like I I think they didn't the writers weren't thinking about the, the genre very much there and they had a murder mystery going on, but they didn't really treat it that way. And oh. now I'm forgetting what was the murder mystery. Oh wait, well, no, don't uh, ruin it. Yeah, in case yeah, I hang on. Not. Never mind. I want to ruin it. Forget yeah. it. Don't say it. But I'll, I, I think I should try to just watch it and catch up and see if, uh, you know, what my feelings are. But because uh, I, I oh, think there's the good chat, elements of it. In the chat, Sci-Fi Pulse says, "Yeah, just watch season one too. It works as an arc on its own." Is what he says. Oh, okay, that's okay. true. It totally. I think yeah. Because I've heard people like say, yeah, season two is so amazing and it got people, oh, yeah. I mean, I think it, it helped get mm-hmm. Flash to happen and all that stuff. And, and now after that, it was kind of like, uh. Oh, yeah, because well, Barry Allen debuted on season two of Arrow, actually. Okay. But I think of the fact that it was such a huge hit, it helped, you know, maybe the studio to say, okay, we'll go mm-hmm. make Arrow or the Flash now, you know. But, uh, but yeah, I just haven't, haven't been able to get myself to do it. I'm scared of what awaits in some of those. <laughs> yeah. <it's>, <laughs> don't give in to fear. Fear leads to the dark side. <laughs> uh, yeah, and, and speaking of the TV, Victor Snyder says, basically, Chase gets to watch C-SPAN all day long. Oh, that's not... Yeah, what's better than C-SPAN? That actually could be a punishment if you think about it. Especially if they loop it where it's they, they keep showing the person that... Uh, Put you in jail. Oh, yeah, they keep showing <laughs> Oliver's speeches. Yeah, <laughs> and speeches. <laughs> or the Valver makes a recording saying, your father doesn't love you, and just keeps moving <laughs> <that. laughs> All right, uh, so there you go, folks. Uh, that's our take on Supergirl, Flash, and Arrow this week. Uh, so there's two more episodes for each of these three shows. Uh, so we're almost here at the season finales. We'll have to see what awaits. Oh, one thing you know I didn't bring up is Supergirl. I, one thing, though, I feel like with the uh, Daxamites now coming through the Stargate, I feel like it's almost kind of too much of a parallel to the first season. Right? Uh, yes. With, with, with the bad Kryptonians or whatever, like, coming through. You guys feel that way too? Kinda? Yeah. No, I agree. To me, I felt like they were just replaying the same same thing it, it didn't feel as uh impactful like whoa okay we're getting it felt very similar i agree yeah uh, so i don't know i mean we'll have to see how it plays out hopefully they'll maybe they'll do something where because i keep on expecting with that show they keep promising that because the issue i've had with Kara this season is that no responsibility kind of thing that i can oh, i want what i want and i'll get it and and i can kind of be the way i am which has made her look bad and I kind of want to finally see some kind of, um, you know, repercussion to, to some of her actions. You know, kind of like what The Flash has. You know, he, he does one thing to try to save his mom and there's, you know, uh, uh, consequences to what happens to all his friends. And I feel like Supergirl has not had that. 
you know, to at least make her grow up a little bit or at least likable again. Because to me, this season, I've just not, I've not enjoyed her. She's going to fly in reverse, rewind time, create a new flashpoint. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no new flashpoints. <laughs> yeah, they've given, her, they've given her this pride flaw, I think, in their yeah. character. And I know, and, I, and you can tell they know they they have it there because the character, other characters comment on it occasionally, but they haven't really seemed to try to find a way to resolve it, like for her to go overcome it in any way. Like in season one, I feel like her big flaw was she it was lack of confidence that, that she could mm-hmm. be as good as her cousin or be a superhero and stuff, and and that was a good arc that whole the whole season of her like becoming who she is. Yeah. Now she's too. Now she's too much of that. Now she's too prideful. <laughs> yeah, and even in some of the episodes, what was the one episode where it was her and uh, um, was it Maggie that they were kind of at odds about, you know, the philosophies on how to take care of criminals and things like that. Oh, yeah, and I thought well, that that might be a good episode of her kind of learning a lesson. I felt like it was, and it's still she was still right in a way. So I, I never felt like, oh, you know, this is. Yeah, I just I've not liked the writing with with the Supergirl lately. It just feels like what they've done with her character. And now I know some people are complaining she's seems to be sharing too much with everybody. You know, like too much time. Like they she needs to be the lead. You know, and I feel like she's sometimes the episodes tend to focus on other characters, which I'm okay. But you know, I don't she know. Just, she wants more time off. Yeah, maybe she's maybe I, I wonder if they do that. Maybe she's got a feature film on the way. And that, uh, you know, something in secret, uh, something else, and then she's taking the time off so that... Uh, I don't do think that. it's that. I don't she's know. Like, I'm just saying. I think she's like, I-, I will sing for you this season if you give me so many hours off. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I, I think, I mean, I saw her at Comic Guy. I think she really loves playing that role, like truly loves playing the role. Yeah. No, no. I just think they've done like a much better job this season developing the other characters, but that's been at the detriment of the main character, her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Unfortunately, the way they portrayed her. That's kind of what they did with Arrow too. Uh, they, they spent so much time on these other, these new characters that they also took away a little bit from Arrow and uh, the original three. Him and yeah. Felicity and Diggle. Yep. Yeah. That, uh, Arrow, was, uh, the good old days of season yeah. one and two. <laughs> That, I feel like that's my main, that was my biggest kind of complaint was I just felt there was too many characters helping him out. It felt like there's something, he lost something because of that. The character, you know, I feel like he's, I feel like the actor's trying to play it. Like he's still got that edge to him, but I feel like it just doesn't, I don't know. To me, I felt something different about him having all those, those friends, you know, I wish it was almost like they had their own group and then he would help them out, but not always be with them. Yeah, like Batman and the Outsiders. Yeah, kind of like uh, I like you guys for now, but now I, I'm going to do my own thing. I'm going to take, take on Prometheus. They seem to do that in the comic books of Batman a lot. They'll have like, I'm solo Batman. And then he's like, okay, I'll get a sidekick. And then he's like, all right, I got a whole family of people. And then it's like, yeah. I'm sad now. I'm alone again. Go away. Yeah. <laughs> well, so let me ask this question then. And, maybe, and Aaron, you may not be able to answer this as well because you haven't seen as much of the Arrow, but for Marks and the people in the chat, if you could choose like any, I guess, as like the main characters, the main team with Oliver, like who would who would you want to see there? Like I think for me, I would want to see Diggle, Thea, Dinah, and maybe Curtis. Like Mark, who would you like if you could you know choose anybody like going forward for? Did like, you not um, say Felicity in that? I did not. No, like uh, seriously, 
But at this point, we'll be, again, if we're going back before season three and four, absolutely. But like, if we're going currently forward, I think again, they just ruined her too much, and let's just go go get out of here. Like, it was pre olicity Maybe she'll get amnesia. <laughs> they need you know, to do that. You know what's funny? <laughs> Before you came up with the mother's question, the question I was going to do with the super tweet being, "What character would you love to see get amnesia?" Uh, <laughs> and I was going to say Felicity. <laughs> That's funny. Um, yeah, you know, I think it'd be I, I, I think it'd be same. I, I like Wild Dog, but I feel like he he doesn't he needs to be on his own show or his own a different team. He also doesn't really fit in in a way because he's got all his guns and. They tend to shy away from guns, even though Black Canary used a pistol in this episode. Yeah, even though like typically, even though they've been using guns a lot this season, which I think they need to get away from. Yeah, yeah, that was kind yeah. of that was a bit striking in this episode to see that they were like using guns. It kind of I don't know how I felt about that. I don't like that at all. I don't to understand if those guns. I'm confused if those guns shoot real bullets or not. Like, now they're supposed to be, I think, like rubber bullets. They seem to be of, hit and miss on that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, that joke shot blanks. Uh, oh, that's, that was better. That was more a target. <laughs> but you're right. Like everybody, like John and Oliver, even. I mean, John has been this season, but Oliver, the last few episodes, was using guns. I don't know why Dinah was this. I don't want to see Black Canary using guns. I want her using her staff and using martial arts and using her yeah. scream, you know? Yeah, I found that really odd. In that one scene, she just whipped out a pistol and started shooting everybody. I'm like, whoa, whoa, wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, so that was the first time. I thought they'd been doing that um, to where it felt off. Like, I just wasn't. I didn't realize that that was just for that episode. She normally doesn't. And then the other characters have, her, though, been using gun. Yeah, when, oh, okay. Yeah. Well, Oliver, when, for the last few episodes, Oliver's been shooting a gun rather than being the Green Arrow. So... Which I find ironic. He's like, I'm. I don't want to be a murderer, so I'm going to shoot people. <laughs> it's like, yeah, yeah. No, I again, agree. I think it's supposed to be like rubber, some kind of bullets. I don't kill people, you know. Supposedly, yes. Yeah, I suppose. Wild well, dogs' guns are pretty, pretty wicked though. They're like, they shoot off. They're like, uh, they're like automatic almost, right? Like kind of like. Yeah, I think they're automatic pistols or something. Yeah. yeah, they are, but he doesn't ever hit anybody with it. Really, seems like he no. just sprays <laughs> and gets his ass kicked or something, right? <laughs> Yeah. Oh well. I don't like. I've never been like. I'm not a huge fan of the Punisher either, and that kind of stuff. You know, I like. Yeah. No. I like heroes who use their skills, right? Either their powers or their martial art training, or their archery training, whatever. Some kind of. Not just anybody can pick up a gun, right? And I, yes, I know it needs different training and stuff to use it, but I don't know. I just that's for me. A hero always does different ways to, than just picking up a gun to defeat. Yeah. No, I agree with you. That's, that's something that I don't know. It feels. I don't know. It's borderline being a villain, I guess. You know, and, and it doesn't take much. It's like anybody can shoot a gun. You know. Well, so, <laughs> Punisher, they really treat it. I mean, they're like, you know, when they had him on Daredevil, there was a sharp contrast between him and Daredevil and their philosophy of, of being vigilantes. And I and I feel like, in some ways, Green Arrow was trying to touch on that with vigilante, but then it was just very shallow in comparison. So, and then and then. Mm. Didn't even make any sense whenever you start shooting guns and stuff. <laughs> uh, in the chat, Victor Snyder says, "Yes, arrows could never kill a person. Now, if you use a boxing glove, arrow, <laughs> right? <laughs> Which is what you should use. <laughs> you might not like our ratings, but it'll never kill you. <laughs> <laughs> That's right." 
All right, I guess that does it. Uh, we uh, will be back, of course, the next week to talk about the next to last episodes of the seasons for all these shows. Uh, and, of course, tomorrow night, if you like gaming uh, stuff, uh, we uh, do uh, Monday Night Mayhem. And we're doing Dungeons and Dragons tomorrow. So Marks and I are players in that. Uh, we're going to have a fun time as always, adventuring. Actually, our, our DM saw this. I think this is the week, right, where he has been itching to do it. I guess there's going to be a lot of really either amazing reveals or some craziness we have to deal with. So we'll have to see what happens tomorrow. Uh, the week after that, Marks runs a game called The Strange that we like to play. Uh, and then, you, I'm trying to think, in about three weeks, I guess, for now, from tomorrow, I'm actually going to be uh, doing game mastering for the very first time ever. Uh, we're going to be playing a game called The Dark Eye, which is a very cool a German RPG that's recently been translated into English uh, through a Kickstarter campaign. And it's a fantasy. It's kind of like a D&D world, uh, which is very cool. So I'm looking forward to that. Uh, so if you want to see me, uh, game master, and then Marks and the other guys are going to be players in that world. Uh, it'll be Monday nights. So we'll be going back between Dungeons Dragons and Dark Eye at that point as we get into June. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. I guess that's it. Uh, let's do some links, though, before we get out of here. Uh, so, Aaron, thank you again for being our guest. Where can yeah, people no. check out your work or thank what you're up to? Um, yeah, you can watch uh, my web series, We Are Angels, that's uh, on YouTube. Just type it in. Um, I don't know if our the website's still up or whatever, but I know that all the videos are on YouTube. Um, and then the rest, I guess, we'll just have to kind of – we're trying to work on a few new projects, so they're kind of in development right now, so – other than that, you can kind of check out my stuff there. Please do. Uh, Aaron is awesome. He's also an award-winning cinematographer. He's one of the best cinematographers I've seen. He's mm -hmm. great. Uh, so, uh, Marks, where can people check you out? You can find stuff about me over at markspio.com. <clears throat> Books and work, uh, writings I'm doing or the uh, podcast I co-host co -host called Genre Entertainment. And then you can also... Uh, Tweet at me over at Twitter, at Mr. Marks. All right. And, of course, all our stuff you can find at supergeekedup.com. Besides the gaming shows and this show, uh, Super Geeked Up's there, which is the geek culture, geeky improv show I do. You can catch up on the past episodes, our most recent season. Uh, and a Super Knocked Up, which I mentioned earlier in the show, which is my comedy series about a supervillain gets pregnant by her superhero nemesis. You can watch a couple seasons of that. Uh, actually, you can watch it now on Amazon for free. Uh, all those links are on the homepage of Super Geeked Up, or you can go to the show's page. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, thank you, Aaron. Thank you, Marks. Uh, thank you for everybody who's watching and chatting along there in the chat. We always appreciate you guys. It's always fun to have you live. Uh, shout out to Anthony Listersman, who just joined us there at the end. Uh, he just popped in. Thank you. And uh, everybody on Twitter he, as well. Is he at Walmart? <laughs> no. That's right. Last, last week during, uh, I don't know, one of those shows. I think it might have been the gaming show, right? Or maybe, no, it was the show, I think, actually, right? He was at Walmart. I don't remember. I don't know. <laughs> anyway. But yes, he was watching Walmart. And he actually told me later, I asked him the story, that he had, he got one of, the, one of the employees was asking about what he was watching, and he said, they're not heroes, they're legends, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they told him all about our show, so there you go. Maybe we have a new Walmart employee watching our show. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, if you're one more player or not, thank you very much for watching. We will see you hopefully next Sunday, 8 p.m. Eastern time. Maybe some of you tomorrow night, Monday night, 8 p.m. Eastern for our Monday Night Mayhem gaming show. Thank you, everybody. Uh, we'll see you soon. Bye.